The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Convert your current recessed lighting with energy-saving LED downlights from Fight Electric. They're bright and install easily in just minutes. They also go from regular lighting to nightlight mode with just a simple flip of a switch. Save big on all Fight lighting products now at Menards. Shop our lighting options today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at Previously on the Simply Human podcast. So I said, you know, he looked over and I was like, if, I, if I'm real discreet, can I snap a quick picture? And he was like, oh, sure, sure. You know, he was like super cool. And then I snapped a picture. I was like, oh, cool. And so I was like, it's really cool seeing you. And like, I just like walked off. And then like at that point, he was like, wait, 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 wait. you want to have lunch or hey, I, can I? <laughs> you're the Simply Human guy, right? And I was like, oh, sorry, I, I'm, I'm trying to catch a flight. It's episode 50 of the Simply Human podcast with your hosts, Mark and Rick, two human beings being human our goal is to help you understand how humans are designed to eat sleep move and enjoy and how you can start living more like a human today on today's show it is creator of the plum deluxe website andy hayes then it's another moderately funny edition of the humans being human segment and we'll wrap up with our simply human tip of the week how are you rick 50 huh yeah we're halfway to 70. The first thing that comes to your mind, the same thing that comes to my mind, and that's the uh, the character from Saturday Night Live who can... I'm 50! I can kick, and I can stretch, and I can kick! I'm 50! I do like that. Or uh, another good um, decade, like a 40? What, what did you, what's the first thing you think of when you think of 40? <laughs> I think of malt liquor, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I think of... Uh, Mike Gundy. I'm 40. Oh, yeah, that's good. Come after me. He's just a kid. I'm a man. I'm 40. Okay. Sorry. I've forgotten all about yeah. that. I was living up there when that happened. Yeah, that was greatness. Those bananas. Um, I'll put that on the show notes, too. Everyone's like, what are they talking about? So at least you can click on the... Also, uh, for 50, I think of former Dallas Mavericks great Darren Morningstar. <laughs> number 50. Unbelievable. Uh, for all of no one who watch, listens to the show who follows, like, the early to mid-90s <laughs> Dallas Mavericks. Darren Morningstar? Darren Morningstar, yes. Awesome. Okay. Well, um, I think this is a good time as any to, to share. Oh, I'm sorry. Did you just say a goodest, like G-O-O-D-E-S-T? No, I said as good a time. Oh, okay. It all ran together. Yeah. Okay, this okay. is the goodest time I, ever. I retract my uh, my flag. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, it, you, you. What is it called when they pick up the flag? It's a. Uh, it's called picking up the flag, I believe. Well, that's pretty pretty easy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this show is airing. Uh, on October 7th. So it's October. It is officially fall. So th- this is going to be part, this is like the tip of the week. We're going to get there. So it's, we're going to tie it back in. So trust me. Oh, okay. Uh, one of the last weekends in September, uh, my daughter, my three-year-old daughter woke up uh, about 1030 in the, in the evening uh, in a, in a pillow of her own vomit. And 
you know, no big deal. It happens, you know, like there, there's a stomach bug going around at one of, the, one of the schools that the girls are at, like, and okay, cool. We can deal with this. We've done this whole thing before. We just, you know, dad takes one for the team because mom and baby, obviously, you know, we don't want them to get sick. So dad will quarantine yeah, himself. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, yeah. So, so. <laughs> actually, obviously, because you don't want to have to take care of everyone. You just want to take care of like one or two. Right. If you took care of four and be like bananas. And I've done this, you know, a couple of times, and and we've never had it spread. You know, we've been very lucky, and so we've got a little system down: wash hands after every you know episode, all that. So I quarantined myself with the three-year-old who's throwing up, who is not an experienced vomiter like yours truly. <laughs> me either <laughs> so on about that i could do it when i'm drunk too yeah <laughs> so yeah i'm an expert at holding hair back while people are vomiting um so on about the third vomit she was crying out and in distress obviously and she sort of coughed and cried out with her head back and sprayed me in the Ugh. face with chunks of vomit now i'm sorry if you're eating listening to this so at that you point, you should know better, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah really. Yeah, that, that, it's your fault. Yeah, that's the onus is on you on that one. Yeah. So the ain't the ain't it? No, the onus. The onus. Oh, the onus. Uh, yeah, Sorry, okay. totally different thing. Um, so obviously at that point, I know. Okay, there's no way around this. So about two hours later, I'm laying there. I'm like, you know, staring at the ceiling. Like, am I hungry? That's surely that's a hunger pain, right? Is that? You're just trying to diagnose the weird feeling <laughs> yeah. that's happening inside of you. Surely not. So, and, and when I vomit, and, and, as, and many other adult males that I've talked to, like when, when the little girls vomit, they're just kind of like, and they just kind of wipe their mouth. When I vomit. That right there was your uh, and remember, by the way. <laughs> so when I vomit, it's, it's more along the lines of something like this. Maybe that could be the end, remember. God, that was really loud. Yeah, so it's like a scream, guttural, like, and I can't help it. So Scream vomit. Yeah, so, so, so that's happening all night. Hopes uh, The three-year-old stops uh, vomiting, and then the five-year-old starts vomiting. So we had this whole big thing. But here's the point. Yeah, let's... When you are when you are sick, when your kids are sick, okay, let's not, you know, I guess when I was growing up and sort of the get better food was basically sugars and processed grains, you know, like Seven Up, you know, and and like noodle soup or something. And I think it's important to note that you know when your kids are sick, give them quality nutrition when they are in their sickest point and not you know this just like poison food that's going to add to the stress that their body is is so you're just like slicing into. a prime rib no uh, absolutely not i i would have signed a waiver if, if somebody had put in front of me a binding document that said, i mark rogers on the life of my family swear that i will never eat food again for the rest of my life, I would have signed it at about 5.30 in the morning on Friday morning. Uh, but, yeah, so uh, so what, what we do, like, I always have, uh, I, I didn't give this to the girls, what I had, the first thing I had when I felt like eating something was some soup stock in a coffee mug. With some, it's basically like, like soup uh, broth with, uh, with some sea salt in it. And then I had, I made some white rice for everybody, cooked in butter and some of that soup stock. Uh, that's, you know... 
at that point, kids are extremely, um, you know, they don't have, they've wasted a lot of energy vomiting and not taking any nutrients. So white rice is a good, it's just like a glycogen replenishment. It's just straight glucose uh, to sort of recharge their batteries. And if you can use that as a vehicle for some, you know, healthy fats, some nutrient-dense foods, uh, that's the way to go. There's also something out there called Noon Tablets. Have you uh, ever heard of these? N-U-U-N? Seems like I have somewhere, but I'm not. Uh, you'll have to refresh. Well, me. I used to use them like before I did like a, a triathlon or something. I think, like, that's what, I think that's where I've heard from when you were cycling. Sport fueling and stuff. Yeah. They're electrolyte tabs. There's no sugar in them, and they're basically electrolytes. And, and yeah, that's they, right. That's what you suggested when I was doing marathon stuff. Yeah, taking those for yeah. yeah so that it would be, the girls call that medicine juice, and that's just a good a thing. <laughs> yeah, <It's, laughs> instead of uh, you know giving them just like colored sugar water uh, or Seven Up or something, you know that's gonna you know quote settle their tummy. You know, give them. Something that's that's like you know they need electrolytes they're dehydrated so hydration is super important so that's just I don't know something important to remember as we get into the fall season you may be dealing with sickness with stomach bugs things like that and uh, and that's just some some good tips and also a story about me vomiting and at one point I was holding a bucket for my three year old while I was also vomiting into a bucket. You texted that to me, and all I could imagine I was like the only thing I could think of when you texted that exact sentence to me was like. Who has more than, like, one bucket inside their house? It's all you think of. It's not, hey, Mark, I hope you're feeling better. Or, hey, Where did you find a bucket? It's, why the hell do you have more than one bucket inside your house? I've got one bucket, and I don't, I don't think I've ever met, unless it's, like, a you know professional bucket maker, well, someone who works at a bucket factory. Not like a pail bucket, like a bucket with, like, a you know, Jack and Jill went up the hill to fetch a bucket See, of water. I, I'm thinking of, like, one of those, uh, like, five-gallon plastic, like, uh, you... The bakery buckets? Yes, for the bakery. <laughs> yes. Uh, you just have like a bunch of those around for just, you know? Yeah, well, uh, okay, when I say bucket. You got rocketing out of one end or the other at the house. <laughs> have a bucket. When I say bucket, I'm meaning one was like a, a tea pitcher that Jen uses to like water the flower, <laughs> flower bed. Whoa. And the other one was just a trash can out Does of the bathroom. Does she know that you use that to vomit it? Oh, yeah. And it's funny. Somebody, uh, a friend of mine, he's actually was on one of the first shows, uh, Stephen. Uh, came over to use my uh, my gym, my garage, the morning and didn't realize that any of this was going on. And so I was going out into the garage to unf- unfurl my fury. And he's like working out, warming up and like, he kind of looks over and sees this like little trash can with a, like a paper or a plastic sack in it, you know, and he's like, he said it, it kind of looked like cinnamon because it was like kind of splattery towards the top. What? And he like walked over to it and looked at it and he was like, that's vomit. He's like, oh no. Only, by the way, Mark Rogers. Would you like be inside Mark Rogers' house and see a bucket of vomit and be like, I wonder what he's up to now. <laughs> like, it's not the instant conclusion isn't uh, sickness. Ah, hey, someone's sick here. It would yeah. be like, man, Mark is cooking up something that I don't want to have anything to do with. Like in college, uh, this will embarrass you. Everyone, Uh-oh. Mark in college, his freshman year, instead of getting up in the middle of the night to oh, go, boy. like walk down the hall to go to the bathroom like a regular person does, he kept a one gallon like empty milk jug next to the bed and peed in it, and would just like basically like a bedpan. It wasn't. He, it wasn't your it, standard milk jug. It had a very large opening at the top. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, you pee in that because God forbid you get up and walk like everyone else does, well, like ten feet to the bathroom. And back then, I mean, community bathrooms. And back then, it wasn't because of like the light exposure, which would be my reasoning now. 
It would yeah, be, which is why now it was yeah. a, a, a pee jug. Yeah, it was just uh, I didn't want to. I don't want to get up off the floor because I slept on the you floor. Slept on the floor, not yeah. on a mattress, because you are a weirdo. <laughs> well, um, I thought we were gonna get to more. Oh, oh, one more, one more thing, real quick. Um, we can get to it. Who cares? It is now time. That's my segment music. It is now time for the. What show is ranked higher than the Simply Human podcast show? <laughs> and this one, we have a good one, and it is. Um, hang on, uh, geek into shape. And, and when I looked last, I think this was in like the mid one hundreds. Uh, they change every now and then, but, but geek into shape last episode, uh, aired, uh, October 3rd, 2010. So nearly, uh, just more than four years uh, at the timing, at the time of this airing, uh, there are five total episodes. I was going to say he's only had five episodes. The last one was more than four uh, years ago. Okay, October 3rd of 2010, right. so almost four years ago, and he had four episodes. And, and I think it's interesting, or uh, it's it's notable to, <laughs> to say his name. It's what's also noteworthy is the name of the guy who puts it on. <laughs> I didn't see this till now. His name is George Titsworth. You didn't see that? <laughs> Oh, you didn't see that when I sent you the picture the first time? Like, that's why I sent it to you. I was like, George Titsworth. Like, what an incredible I didn't name. I up on that until just now. He looks like uh, Al Yankovic in yeah. his picture, and his name is George Titsworth. So, congratulations, Dr. Titsworth. <laughs> Sir Titsworth, or whatever. Yes, congratulations, you, you, George. You've managed to consistently stay in the <laughs> iTunes Top 150, despite not producing any content for four years, so we need to we need to change our names to like Rick Titsworth and Mark <laughs> Uranus. Titsworth is my middle name. Yeah, it's very good. All right, well, uh, leave us a review on iTunes. We would sure appreciate it because I think that's how uh, old uh, Doctor Titsworth is ahead of us. Because somehow people are subscribing to his show or leaving him reviews or something. So leave us a review, get us back up into the rankings. Not because of our egos, but because we want to reach as many people as we can. Uh, go to the website. I don't know, man, if we consistently show in the top, then we have to kill the second. Yeah, true. So maybe we shouldn't ask Hang people on. to do that. Don't do anything at all. <laughs> stop subscribing. Stop. <laughs> or we will not hear from Doctor Titsworth. Maybe we can have Doctor Titsworth Titsworth on the show. Uh, I was just gonna say maybe that's something we can work on. <laughs> all right. Well, let's we get let's get to. <laughs> Let's get to the interview. Uh, not not doctor. Just Andy Hayes uh, reached out to me uh, several weeks ago. We set up this interview. Uh, we have yet to interview him, so we don't know what we're going to talk to him about. Other than this is definitely in the segments of the four pillars. This is an enjoy life topic. Uh, and we got a lot of cool stuff to talk to Andy about. Uh, you can go to the website at simplyhumanlifestyle.com. There are links to the Facebook page, YouTube channel, all that good stuff. I'm uh, currently writing for everydaypaleo.com. Uh, Sarah Fergoso's website. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at simplyhuman52. I'm also on Instagram. Email the show uh, simplyhumanlifestyle at gmail.com or you can email Rick at simplyhumanrick at gmail.com. So without further ado, here is our good friend Andy Hayes. Joining us today on the Simply Human podcast, we are pleased to have Andy Hayes. Uh, I guess I'm going to call you the creator of the Plum Deluxe website. Uh, explain that. What is that? Well, thanks for having me. First of all, I really appreciate it. Yeah. Um, Plum Deluxe is a website, community, online space, where people go to get help creating moments that matter. So 
I think the key to living a good life is how you spend your time. And so Plum Deluxe tries to share ideas, resources, tips to give people uh, suggestions on the great ways to spend their time, whether that's throwing a dinner party, pouring a cup of tea for yourself, you know, encouraging you to go to a yoga class or just helping you understand how you spend your time. Now, what, explain the name. How did you come up with Plum Deluxe? Was it Rick? Was that what you were going to ask? Yeah, that was my next question. Yeah. <laughs> People always ask me that. Yeah. That's a good question. I um, actually hired a woman by the name of Victoria Prozan to help me. And I just kind of had a concept in my mind. It's very hard to find a good name for an online company anymore because none of the dot-coms are available. But. It's like that, that joke on Saturday Night Live like 15 years ago, the bank that's trying to come up with a website, and the only one left, <laughs> the only website name left is uh, clownpenis.farm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we decided maybe that wasn't appropriate. <laughs> so. Yeah, cl- the clownpenis.fart commercial is genius. I'll link to it in the so show. So anyway. Notes. Yeah, sorry. Well, I, I, I really gravitated towards colors, and I wanted to, I'd love to have a, a food in the name of our, our title. So plum, plums are um, delicious, nutritious. They're, the Japanese think they're um, good luck symbols. So plum kind of appeared, and plum is a color, which also, you know, is associated with expensive things or nice things. Yeah. And uh, deluxe just kind of rolled on right after it. So cool. I took it. Now the the description you kind of gave at first was very very general. Like your base, what was I forget the exact word you used, but you're basically trying to connect people with like optimizing their existence or whatever. What is, exactly does that mean? Well, I think it means something different to everybody. A lot of lifestyle brands, I guess you could call us the lifestyle brand, try to tell people how their life should be, and I don't want to do that. I don't want to tell you how you should live your life. Sort of like you guys don't tell people how what it means to be healthy. You share ideas and suggestions, but it's up for people to choose. And I want people to choose. I just know that in my personal experience, I've seen a lot of people who have lives that are kind of, they kind of suck and they're very negative. And it's easy in our culture to live negatively because you turn on the TV and it's negative, negative, negative. That's all the news media talk about. And so I wanted to create something that was positive. So I share people positive ideas. Are you having a bad day? Here are some things you can do about it. Are you feeling, you know, like your energy's low? Here are some things you can do about it. Cool. To me, that's what living a good life is about: is trying to make it better instead of just like, oh, life sucks. <laughs> and that is a really like kind of a deep <laughs> sentiment because that's one thing, you know, the negativity of a lot of people that tends to bring, you know, it, it, if you're around a lot of negative people, you're around a lot of negative energy, that tends to have an effect on you if you're not doing something proactively to combat that, if you're not intentionally being positive and surrounding yourself with, with positive thoughts and positive imagery and, and positive, uh, you know, positive aura, if you want to call it that. That's a really, really deep, uh, deep way to put it. How do you avoid just the general negativity of negative people? Do you just not be around them or how do you how do you counteract that? Well, I definitely don't watch the news. <laughs> it's, not, I, it's a good, good way to start. <laughs> I'm the information filtering. And I'm not naive, right? I obviously check in on, like, what's happening in Hong Kong or, you know, what's the latest and greatest, you know, kind of things going on. I'm not – I don't live in a cave. Um, that's an interesting concept, and someone can try it and let me know. But um, I do filter, and I definitely – if I am maybe somewhere that I can't control, like I'm at a networking event or – 
um, at a party and there's something going on really negative, I try to influence the conversation or try to give it a turn. And if I can't, I, I head the other direction. I'm really fine finding myself at this point in life averse to the negativity. So if I can't influence it or put it, nip it in the bud, I head the other way. Cool. Now, uh, you actually share a very, uh, I guess, sort of personal and sort of profound story on your website. Uh, kind of what led you into, you know, forming and creating your website. Will you will you share that story with us? Sure, I will. So it's about my mom. My mom had breast cancer for six years, and she didn't survive. But she left a really great story, and that was that just because she was sick didn't mean she couldn't have a lot of fun and be healthy. You know, I love on your site, you talk about health has these pillars, and one of your pillars is, uh, in, is it enjoy or fun? I can't remember. Enjoy, right? Enjoy life like a human, yeah. Yes, and I felt, I feel like the, when I first found your site, I really just like was, the, I saw it glowing, like, oh, like finally <laughs> someone saying like that's part of being healthy. Uh, and my mom really embodied that um, pillar, that philosophy. So she fought breast cancer like a warrior, um, she really did. But what was more important to me and what I saw happening was that her life really improved when that happened. So she started to take time for herself to take spa treatments, to go out with her girlfriends for the weekend. She ran. This is a woman who didn't run. Okay, She's not a <laughs> runner. And she was off like doing half Ks and uh, 10Ks all, like every weekend. And I'm like, who is this new person? Dyeing her hair a different color. All this crazy stuff, and I, it's like, wow! Like this is the person. This is the person I kind of thought maybe she was before. She had a family and children, and uh, you know, a job that got in the way. And so, it really, I wanted to create something that would inspire people to to realize that they can have a lot of fun in life, even when it's really hard. And so that was kind of her lesson that she left to me, I thought. Yeah, that's really cool. Like my, my grandmother, uh, my mom's mom, uh, was my first grandparent to go. And, and she was like this the embodiment of being positive and active. And she was an artist. And, and you know, her paintings are like in the palace in Saudi Arabia. I mean, she's like, she was a very, you know, well-known paint, like oil painter and landscape painter and all this stuff. And like... Cool. It, yeah, and like so, I know I she influenced me a ton, and uh, uh, just because of her, the way that she handled that, uh, and the way that she, um, you know, sort of approached life, you know, after that diagnosis, and even I mean, she it's almost like she didn't she didn't change very much. She was just always kind of like that, and and uh, it's just like now why did why did that have to happen to her? But uh, and I'm sure we all uh, you know anybody uh, cancer is such a yeah, it's like a I don't know. I don't want to say a cuss word right now, but uh, I don't have to bleep it out. <laughs> but it's like you know, I, I think anybody in a in a in a group of people, there's not anybody that hasn't been affected, you know, some in some way by by cancer. But, um, but yeah. So like, what what is something maybe or some of the things that you have learned? You know, you know, you you start this website and you you start putting this information out there and you start getting feedback from people and you you kind of start this online community. What are some things that you've learned since you started uh, and launched the web the website? I think the biggest thing is that we all crave a connection to these topics. I, I didn't know what I was doing when I started. I didn't know if this is what people wanted to hear about. And I've really found that it's like a connection that people really crave. It, it doesn't matter if I'm talking about tea or meditation or 
um, you know, you have a cool recipe that someone's written on the site. It's about the connection, I think, and the the mindfulness of that connection. I, to me, you know, when I became an adult and, you know, had a job and flew around the world and all this stuff, um, I found it really hard to make friends. That's how I felt. And when you, um, I, you know, I always hear your funny stories about your kids. I'm sure they're <laughs> going to show up here at some point. Yeah. Um, you know, it's like you, you, you're lighthearted about it. But, you know, having a family is work, too. It's like another you know, responsibility. And so it's kind of hard to take a second and say, like, oh, like, let's, you know, just go to a coffee shop and sit down for five minutes. Right. You think, oh, I have all these other things that I could be doing. And so what I really have enjoyed about this project, I guess if I could call it that, is that we all really do feel that way. We all at some point feel like, oh, I'm not really worth a spa treatment, or I really don't have time to go to the Saturday morning yoga, or I don't really have, I'm, I'm not really good enough to sit down and meditate. And we all think that. So I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, yes, we all are thinking the same things you're thinking, and it's okay. Right. Now you mentioned meditation. Uh, do you have, you know, like, like any, uh, specific, like, or I guess, uh, personal experience or some people on the website that have talked about meditation? Cause we talk about that some, uh, on this website, we had uh, Luke Norris with you on talk about contemplative prayer, which is basically just sort of a state of meditation. So what is your experience in that? Mm, I'm a big advocate of meditation. Actually, Plum Deluxe just released, um, three minute meditations. They're cool. really short quickies, um, and they're free. So, Jump over there if you want to check yeah, them out. No, I'll, I'll link um, yeah. For me, so here's two things I will say about meditation that no one told me, and I wish someone had told me. So first of all, uh, you don't have to be sitting, um, I don't know that position name, on a pillow like looking like Buddha. You right. do not have to do that. You can lay down. You can be seated with your back against the wall. You can do whatever feels comfortable. So that's number one. And then number two is get away from this idea that you have to clear your head. You know, it doesn't have to be silence up there. You may find that if you just relax for a second and breathe, you you'll get answers to questions you were trying to figure out, or you or I don't know. It's, I'm not sure how to explain it because it's different for everyone. But to me, it's really just about sitting quietly for a second. Is really just so necessary, especially in the society we live in, where our phones are bleeping all the time. Um, terrorists are launching rockets all the time. You know, it's right. like all these things are going on in the world and in our personal sphere. You got to have a second to just let your brain catch up with all that. That's now, not- Andy. How long have you been kind of uh, uh, making this kind of a focus of uh, you know? I guess one of the pillars of your life. How long have you been doing this? Two, two years. This is okay. two years. Yeah. What are some of the, some of the like you know? I, I don't know if some people we try to tie this stuff into overall health. Have you noticed like? Uh, any kind of increased health benefits, uh, you know, specific like blood markers, anything like that change? Or is it just basically just a kind of more like an outlook type of thing, like an attitude that you had? No, I think they're tied. And I will tell you my little story. Um, so when I was in corporate, um, I, I had been, I was in high tech software and I'd been acquired two or three times, you know, my company been acquired, jobs change. And actually by the end of it, I was so stressed out that, I was um, blacking out on buses. Jeez. Um, wow. Yeah, and you even think that wasn't a wake-up call, right? Um, <laughs> that happened a couple times, and I thought, like, wow, like I need to get some sleep, or I need to cut back on the caffeine. Um, and finally, this project manager that worked for me sat me down and said, you know what, you really need to leave this job. 
And I said, well, what do you mean? And he's like, this job is going to kill you. you need to I've had several employers say that to me. Like, uh, <laughs> but, you need to stop working. You don't to work with no pants on. <laughs> you need to leave this job now. Do you validate? No, get out. <laughs> yeah, slightly awkward. So, um, <laughs> so yeah, so I did leave. And I've found since then, because uh, I did a few things before I started Plum Deluxe, I've found I'm so much more less stressed. Um, Blood, I used to have a lot of blood pressure, high blood pressure issues. I mean, if that's not obvious from the bus thing, I don't know what was. Yeah. But when you're when you're in it, you don't pay attention. Right. Uh, and that's all gone. I don't have any of that anymore. Um, well, I can kind of speak for this. You know, I, I have a, a wife and, and two young children, and I have a stressful job that causes me to work stressful hours. And those hours are uh, – and I don't get a lot of sleep, and the nutrition is always a thing. I, I'm, I feel like I naturally I'm – kind of a negative person like if i'm not watching it carefully that i just you know everything ah this sucks this sucks too and this sucks too that's something i've been trying to do for at least the last you know year or so is is see things uh from a at least just change my perspective for nothing else uh to 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 look at positives and instead of negatives and i can tell you that at least over the last year i feel better uh my uh my blood pressure has gone down although it wasn't particularly high to begin with uh, I feel less stressed out I feel like I'm getting better sleep I feel overall just a, a healthier person and granted this has been kind of an overall strategy as far as you know fixing what I eat and fixing how I how I exercise all the the, the, the pillars of the simple human lifestyle but I think really you know personal perspective uh, is a very important and probably the most frequently kind of disregarded thing in regards to overall health uh, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I think so. I think so. You know, I I feel like if you're if you're working on your health and you have to build in a cheat day, or if you have to like really beat yourself up just to get to the gym, then you're doing it doing something wrong. Yes, amen. Good health has to has to come from being excited about part of it. Well, yeah. and kind of yeah, and, and I also on that same line. Like I do, my wife goes to class on Mondays and Tuesdays, and so Mondays I have this thing with my two boys called Mystery Monday, and it's I take them somewhere you know fun like a park or you know the library or whatever. And I was thinking last night, uh, her class is how to murder your husband and get away with it. By the way. Wow, well done. Yeah. But like I was, you know, I was thinking, uh, you know, while I was doing this thing with these kids, I was like, you know what? In forty, fifty years, people aren't going to look back. You know, if I'm I say 40, 50 years. When I'm dead, like, you know, however long that ends. Eight years. People are going to look back and be like, oh, it was just this terrific, you know, he was a great on this podcast or he was a great policeman. They're going to, the legacy you leave the you leave behind is how you interacted with other people. And 99 times out of 100, that's uh, about enjoying your existence on life. It's really short. You think of, you know, modern humans have only existed for 40,000 years. Uh, are are you know however long it happens to be 60 70 80 years on this earth it's very very small you owe it to yourself you owe it to the people that are closest to you to squeeze you know everything you can out of life from an enjoying mm-hmm. aspect mm-hmm. yeah i think that i think that's great like um and one thing on your website uh andy you've got some like recipes and they are not i mean it's not like 
you know, paleo recipes or anything. I mean, it's like, here's apple pie or here's like some chocolate, <laughs> hazelnut chocolate spread that go crazy. And it's like, to me, sometimes, I mean, if you're, if you're not like, you know, severely type two diabetic or something, you know, you don't have like a pre-existing condition or something, you know, every now and then almost like the, just like the enjoying the moment is more important than the insulin spike or worrying about, you know what I mean? Like I think there, there's a, there's a balance there, but that's what I like about your website. It's like, you know, let's, you know, now you can, the balance is you can take this to the extreme and say, Oh, I'm enjoy a- life five meals a day. Yeah, apple pie. yeah exactly. <laughs> like Andy told me to eat apple pie six times a day, every two hours and I'm enjoying <laughs> life and now I'm healthy. Yeah. So obviously I think there's a pretty, common sense uh, sort of middle ground in there but uh, you know we, we had somebody uh, just go through the the simple human reset which is like this it's like a 21 day deal and uh, one of the one of the uh, sort of the profound you know sort of realizations that she made was that you know sometimes you know it's it's about and this is kind of uh, in, in the same uh, sort of vein as what I just said but like uh, you know sometimes it, she, she would get so caught up in the food and, you know, if she's going out to eat with friends, like where are they going to go eat? What what kind of dessert are we going to have? You know, what's the, uh, you know, the special of the day or whatever it is? And and she was losing what was important about the gathering, which was being with people, and and it's you know, and, and that's where our focus should be on. It's the relationship. And once you sort of shift your focus, and it doesn't matter what where you go, and if you have something great to eat, great. If not, great. You're with friends and and uh and you're just trying to get you know uh, there's there was a snap judgment podcast i listened to it's an npr thing uh that talked it was like this six-year-old girl who you know passed away but she left this these notes behind you know like it like i was like bawling by the end of it and i was like man i i want to listen to that like once a month or something just to sort of sort of remind myself rick what you just said like on your deathbed you're not going to be counting up, you know, your vacation homes. You're not going to be, you know, like swimming in your, you know, pool of money or whatever. Like as you're as you're dying, you're going to be surrounded by your family, and it's, uh, you know, that there's also a balance there. Like you want to provide for your family, but at the same time, you don't want to just be gone all the time. You know, at, at what cost? You know, like I'd rather live, uh, you know, in a my my family wouldn't rather live in a like an RV with me, uh, you know, cooped up with me for for all time. But you know, I almost rather do that than you know have a be, have a job where I'm gone, you know, six or seven days a week or something crazy. So now, Andy, I've got a question. So you uh, let's a hypothetical for you because you're the guy who runs the website. And we're asking you about uh, about how you do things. So you've had a stressful week, couple of weeks at work, and you're just you feel like you're snowed under. You're not sleeping quite as much, and you get a couple of days to yourself uh, entirely. What are some things that you, as Andy, the the man in charge of Plum Deluxe, what are some things <laughs> that you do that kind of helps reset yourself towards that you know that goal of positivity and enjoying life? Nice. Only I only get two days. <laughs> I'll give you. T- uh, you know what? I'll give you three. Here's Ooh. three. Nice. Nice. <laughs> nice. Well, to me, nature is really important in my life. I feel like nature is a really good reset for people in general, but me in particular. So if I had three days, I live in Portland, Oregon, so I would go to the coast. Um, Dang it! I was just in Portland. Oh, how did I miss you? I don't know. That was crazy. That's crazy. I've never been to Portland. I was just there. Hmm. Did you have a good time? It was awesome. I loved it. Uh, I, I was mainly like southeast, like Clackamas. Yeah. You, is you, uh, uh, Eugene? Is that down there? That's south. Oh, that's cool. way south. There was another one that started with an E. 
that was just south of Clarksville. Anyway, uh, yeah, beautiful, beautiful country uh, up there. So yeah, crud. Should have we should have gotten together and had some coffee or something. Yeah, yeah, we have good coffee here. <laughs> um, I would definitely spend a lot of it in nature. Um, sleep too. I, I, I'm not a bad sleeper, but I definitely uh, like to sleep in when I can. So I would sleep in and then walk, go walking all day Sweet. In, in nature. Is that? I know that sounds really boring. Probably people were expecting me to throw some big party or <laughs> a case of wine, uh, but I don't know. Like because I live in, uh, you know, running a being an entrepreneur, you're kind of over, um, you're a little bit of sensory overload sometimes. Right. So for me getting a get a getaway would be to have less sensory overload, which would be nature, Rick. some air yeah. walking. No, that's great. I think like the most basic answer there can sometimes be the most, uh, effective. Uh, I know Rick would just drink malt liquor until he <laughs> until he passed out and would just lay there. That's, uh, well, Mark, that's that's every Wednesday for me. <laughs> he would drink malt liquor for the first like thirty minutes straight and then sleep for two straight days. That's it. <laughs> what are some of the recipes, Andy? Because we've already talked about some. You know, the, on the website there's a variety of different information. But what 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 are some of the things like uh, you know. I don't want to call it comfort food because I think we've debunked the fact that comfort food is an actual thing. But like, you want to have something, you want to have a treat. What is your favorite kind of uh, recipe you can you can point us towards on your website? That's a good question. Well, can I just comment about food for a second? Yes, absolutely. I want to say I want to say I feel like there's an arm ra- arms race about what's the best way to eat: um, right. paleo, vegetarian, vegan, meat, all this stuff. And I think people need to just find what works for them. Yes. Instead of having, instead of arguing about what's best for the global collective, right. I mean, yes, we need to stop pouring pesticides on everything. Yes, we need to be really careful about GMO. But for God's sake, like you know, yeah. find find whatever works for you. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what we preach, definitely. Do you know what I like? If I have just you know time to cook, I really like baking because my mom used to bake. She was she made cakes when I was a kid as a side hobby or a side job so i kind of know my way around so i like to bake because i find it really de-stressful you know like the um, measuring out all the ingredients and then uh, you know washing everything up while it's in the oven and getting to enjoy it i find it kind of has all these rituals involved and i find it a good way to be in the kitchen working without it feeling like work it's almost like it's meditation too yeah, it's very meditative, and you know you kind of have your hands full, so you're not checking your phone like, "Oh, did anyone email me while I, while I've been here?" Right. Well, too, at the end, you have a tangible thing like you've made something. I don't know. This sounds very like new agey, but like you've taken a list of things that on you know on their own are nothing, like a you know flour, or, you know sugar or whatever. But like in the end, you have something that you have created. I don't want to make it you know sound like. Uh, Oh, I've created this this mega loaf of bread or what have you, but like you know, it's 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 fulfilling. I think. Yeah, and I think so too. Plus, it tastes a lot better than what you can buy in the store. Yes, absolutely. I, I know uh, Rick was that. You didn't send this to me, uh, but there was like a video of Irish people eating. No, that was me. I sent it. That yeah. Time. Oh man, I don't know. If, we'll, we'll link to that in the show notes. I put it on the Simply Human <laughs> Facebook page, but it is just priceless. Of these like Irish people eating like Twinkies and uh, eating American Kool-Aid. junk food is yeah. really really funny. <laughs> <laughs> but uh okay so i want to ask you this um okay so like the overall health sort of equation in in our opinion is the is a, a comprehensive you know the four pillars like eating sleeping 
moving, enjoying, or managing stress like we're designed to. But let's look at since you're, you know, your sort of specialty is that enjoy. But we've had a lot of move experts and nutrition experts and sleep uh-huh. experts, and we haven't had a ton of the enjoy life experts. So like breaking it down, you know, even even more specific within that enjoy life pillar. What is like a comprehensive approach? To enjoying life, if you had to say, okay, here's the, you know, I know there's not a, a an equation like a one size fits all kind of thing, but you know, what is what is sort of your, in your opinion, like the comprehensive approach to enjoying life? What are some things that we we can all start doing? Mm. Well, I think you can approach it just like you approach those other pillars, just like food. So first of all, what do you need to get rid of? What do you need to make space Ooh, yeah, for? Yeah. So if you have things that are enjoyment, and I'm making air quotes for all of you with the earbuds on <laughs> if you're if you're enjoying things that are really you know they're not very fun okay well why are we doing that you know like get those off the table uh so that leads me to the next thing which is then what what can you replace those with what would be what would be joyful or fun to replace those things with um i'm trying to think of a good personal example you know, i i find you know like a lot of people like it ties into movement but you know, a lot of people, they go to the gym and they hate it. You know, they yeah. go to this thing and they hate it. And I say, well, why don't you just like go for a walk with a friend, you know, every Tuesday night and then your your partner on Thursdays. And it's like, oh, my God, that sounds amazing. Like, OK, well, you can <laughs> do that because if you stop going to the gym, you now have three hours a week to do that. in. so, right. uh, you know, like buy um, some rain boots and do it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, so that's the first two things. But then I also really advocate for people to um really look at their life and how they can incorporate rituals. So I have a lot of rituals in mind, which I think make life really fun. And they can be as simple as like, oh, you know, every year um, we go to this uh, beer store in Portland that's kind of out in the Southwest and buy like a little sampler of the pumpkin beers. Because I really like pumpkin beer, but I try not to drink too too much beer because it's not that good for me. But, (laughs) um, you know, it's just like a little fun treat. Um, You know, we carve pumpkins and we roast the seeds every every autumn i think a lot of us have um rituals during the holidays but we don't have them other times you know you were talking about what was your monday thing the the fun mondays or uh mystery uh, mondays what we mystery mondays that's such a great example because you get excited about it you look forward to it um and so i that's what i think is a great tool for people to, to try to have more fun is to create these things that are fun they could be you're gonna write um, in, in your journal on Sunday afternoons with, you know, uh, a latte, or you could plan, you know, every third Sunday, you meet, uh, you meet one of your college friends that you're still in good touch with and you live nearby and you never see each other and you're going to meet up and do something fun and you're going to make a list and every month you're, you'll try something new. Yeah. I like that a lot. Um, yeah, it is, that's a great point about like if if you go to the gym and you write like do the elliptical for an hour and you hate it, or you're on this new diet and you're miserable and like you hate the food and it's like Nutrisystem or something, like what I don't understand like how people can think that that is something that they can do forever. Like I, I just like why would you do something that you don't enjoy? Yeah, that's not sustainable. Yeah. And I don't know about you, but I think that our physiology is really complex. And I really think that if your brain says, this is bad, this is bad, it's not good, that whatever health benefit you're getting from eating this thing that tastes like cardboard or going to this class that makes you cry 
is going to be negated. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, man, so. that is spot on right there about like sustainability <laughs> because that's part of you know enjoying life and living like a human is you know finding patterns of something that like hey this is something I can do for a long time. It's like you know you can't eat the you know the frozen Weight Watchers meals forever and you can't go to these like you said go to a, a you know an exercise class that makes you cry. You have to find things that you can do every day that you can that make you feel like a person and make you feel better. And that's ultimately the the, the thing is it has to be something that makes you feel good. If it makes you feel like crap, then don't do it. You know, it it, Mm -hmm. it has to make you feel good about yourself, make it has to make you feel good physically, feel good mentally. And I think that's just a great message that uh, that we're you're you're bringing across with Plum Deluxe. And uh, we're coming up on time, but I wanted to ask you and you and like this is going to be hard because you sort of like have been answering this question for the last 30 minutes. (laughs) You should (laughs) be the the foremost expert that we've ever had on this. question. Yeah. So everybody we have on the show, we ask them, what is something that you enjoy about life or something you do to make life more enjoyable? And you can't say sleep and go on a walk. You have to say something else. Oh, (laughs) if I would say walk. Well, okay, Uh walk, walk will, will work. Okay, so but expand on that. Like, like, what do you mean? No, I have a better one. So for me, the the little thing that makes life really enjoyable is making my own hot, hot, steaming hot tea latte. Mm, okay. So finding the right tea. I mean, I'm biased that my company has tea products now, but you know, finding a nice tea. You can do coffee if you want. Steaming the milk. You know, putting it together, putting it in the nice mug, and then I can take it on the walk. Nice. I know there's this another one of those like things were the mechanics of putting it together yeah that's a, a, a someone once told me at my job like i'm good at putting all the pieces together so i think um my brain is just like wired to that so i like the putting them together but in this case i get a really nice reward out of it which is this delicious beverage yeah like, like well, i was just gonna say also on your website there's all kinds of information about teas you sell the teas up, up to the site and all that correct yep Okay, so yeah, go to uh, if take uh, if you're looking for some stress management tips, uh, <laughs> some some some. Why don't you take a page from from what Andy here is saying? Go to his website and uh, explore some stuff about tea. I can't say that I've had much tea in my life, but you know, I think I'm uh, at least the pictures make them look awesome that are on the website. So yeah. and we'll link, and, we'll link to that in the show look. notes. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll link to his website, and then it's all there. It's very uh, easily. Navigable, navigationable, global. Oh, it's good. Yeah, yeah you've really made a mockery of that. <laughs> well, and I was gonna say, like, as far as like the the ritual and like making something, like that's how I make when I make my coffee in the morning. I grind the hands, or the. <laughs> I, make, I, make, I make coffee out of human hands. <laughs> Very nutritious. Yeah. <laughs> and then I take Paleo's out paleos eating another. Human <laughs> then I take I take a frozen head out of the freezer, and then I use some breast milk uh, to make my latte. No, so I grind the beans by hand, and I use an arrow press, and like I, you know, so like I and I warm the the water up to a certain you know range of degrees, and I make my coffee through an arrow press, and it's like this this sort of uh, this process, and to me. That is so much more rewarding, and I don't know. I'm, you know, I'm the weird guy, but like to me, I would much rather do that than drive through Starbucks and just be handed a cup of coffee. Like, Put coffee in my coffee hole. <laughs> Pour it in there. Yeah, I agree. With you. I agree yeah. with both of you guys. That's it's much, you know, life. You know, you find it enjoyment in these little tiny routines, and sometimes it's about the the uh, 
Sometimes it's about the journey, not the destination, and that's almost mm. what it seems like you guys are talking about. Yeah, also. I'm gonna I'm gonna link in the show notes the uh, it's gonna say like recipe for human hand coffee, and then like the link is gonna be like uh, thanks you've just self disclosed that you're a freak, and <laughs> we're gonna uh, send your information freak. to the org. police. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, we are out of time. Andy, I really appreciate you reaching out and uh, and wanting to come on the show. Uh, we will link to all your stuff um, in the show notes and hopefully can drive some traffic your way. So check out what Andy's doing over at PlumDeluxe.com and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, guys. You're listening to the Simply Human Podcast. Thank you, Andy. You can check out his stuff at PlumDeluxe.com and I will have that in the show notes, so go check his stuff out. And we wanted to mention uh, somebody, Rick. Uh, what was the name of the uh, the girl that uh, that emailed you, Christina? Yes, Christina yeah, reached out to us and uh, and told us uh, that she enjoys listening to the show, and that she said apparently she has seen you know the tattoo from is it the last episode or the one before last two where, two ago uh, the Tweety Bird with the lawnmower of the ladies uh, lady bits. Yeah, that's what we'll call that. Uh, I guess she's, she's seen that online. I've actually seen that, like, in, you know, those BuzzFeed, like, worst tattoos ever. Right. So I'm not sure if, like, it's the same one person, which is likely, or also, just as equally likely, there's a million super stupid people with that same tattoo. So I don't know. I can't imagine more than one right. person doing that. But also, I can imagine... <clears throat> Once you go outside and talk to the general public, I can imagine lots of people doing that. So yeah. I don't know what the case was, but uh, thank you very much for, for reaching out, Christina. If you have any feedback, by all means, if you have a funny story, you want to get in on the humans being human open, you want to uh, tell us, say thanks, you want to tell us, hey, your show effing terrible, you suck, <laughs> then do whatever you'd like, uh, simplyhumanlifestyle at gmail.com or me, simplyhumanrick at gmail.com. And real quick, you can go to simplyhumanlifestyle.com slash shop. And there is information oh, on yeah. there's information on t-shirts. I have new t-shirts. Uh, we got more of the yellow with black writing, and we got more black with yellow writing. We th- those are in, in high demand. Uh, and Ooh, also, uh, I also have information of, of officially of the Simply Human reset uh, that is at that page, that slash shop page. Uh, you can find out more. There's a form you can fill out if you would like to go through the reset. Uh, we can get we can get that going, and I'll put that in the show notes as well. Um, By the way, did you know? Do, do you have like a like weird images on there because my work computer like is restricting my access to that. Huh. I tried to go just to, you know, just to see, you know, browse about. Yeah. I know it's on the website. No, it's just it the like, pictures of warning, the picture of the t-shirts. Pornography warning. <laughs> you have, like, you know, There's just a naked picture of my wife uh, on there. I, t- <laughs> I I put my camera over the shower one day and, and uh, snapped that. She has no idea. Um, You're fired. Yeah. Everyone like, I'm going to have like 3 million views on my, well, no. That, that, <laughs> but yes, that's yeah. how we're going to increase page views. <laughs> Porno shots. Yeah. Wow. Uh, okay, so last week we told you who was going to be on the show in the intro, and then it was somebody totally different. This week, uh, you know, you're just going to have to find out as you listen or by looking at the show notes because we're just going to, you know, we're going to keep you guessing. We're like a good pitcher. That's what that is. So here's our Humans Being Human segment. All right, and we have a very special guest on the Humans Being Human story. This person contacted me, uh, oh, I don't know, 20 years ago, Rick? Is that when you first contacted me? Uh, let's see, 34. Yeah, uh, you know, I think it actually is right at 20 years. Hey, it's Rick, everybody. <laughs> it's, uh, we couldn't find anyone. My other friend who I was, I called, seriously. All of your good friends bailed on you, Zill. So. Seriously, I had another friend that I was like, hey, 
you know, Greg is buying and selling 24-7. You certainly can give me 10 minutes to tell the story because he was there too. And he was like, oh, I'll try, blah, blah, blah. And then he texted me like late one night and he's like, I can't do it this week. Like, ah, 10 minutes. I don't, I don't really know Greg, but like our uh, our narrative that he's like, buy, sell, buy, sell. I, I uh, saw the video of Matthew McConaughey in Wolves of Wall Street, Wolf of Wall Street, where he's like doing the chest beating. Hey, yeah. That's, that's what Greg. I imagine him doing, like yeah. in lunch. And he's he's like a CFO person, so he's oh, not okay, even. Okay, so then that's exactly what he's. Yeah, doing. it's it's pretty close. Um, okay, now this is gonna come as a surprise to you. The story that you're gonna tell is such an old, like classic Rick story. But listen, there's something that you don't know about the story. I have never heard you tell this story with your own mouth. Okay, well that's what like I was gonna ask you if you've ever heard the whole story okay i've I'll, heard like 10 long... different yeah i've heard like 10 different people tell me the yeah, story yeah and... well i'll start off by saying rewind to 1999 and i say that because i like present rick looks at past rick and shakes his head and is like man what a douche uh i <laughs> but this is still probably the defining story of my life I would say yeah, probably the okay. probably the best one I've got, uh, and I am reticent to tell it on this show because uh, I like to distance myself from your shenanigans of uh-huh. like just pooping in weird places and pooping in your pants. But we're all but, but we're all human. Crap in his pants. We're all human. And I'm, I like to think I'm above that, but this very clearly, I am not above it. I am <laughs> right down in the muck and the mire with you. So. Uh, we, you and I went to the same college, just for people to reset. Uh, it was a, it's a small, conservative Christian university in Texas. I'm trying not to give it entirely yeah, away because yeah, I don't okay. know if you've ever said it. But, uh, you know, probably about – at this point, probably about 5,000 students. Well, uh, a little insight into my life. You've probably figured this out by now if you've listened to more than about three or four episodes. I will – that's not a word, episode – episodes. Uh, I will do almost anything uh, for the value of a laugh. Uh, which has been uh, good in a lot of instances. I make a lot of friends. I influence a lot of people. But in some instances, it is not quite uh, so good. It, it, it makes me do real dumb things uh, without fully evaluating the situation. So my freshman year at college is the spring semester. Uh, there, uh, And I don't know – I may get some of the details wrong because it's been quite a while. But there was a guy who lived way down uh, the hall, and he was kind of a – uh, he wasn't like a nerd, but he was kind of an obnoxious guy. I never messed with him. I never talked to him. Well, I think the deal is that like guys used to like break into his room and mess with all the stuff. Nothing like stealing, but like they would turn his mattress over and like you know take all know, his underwear what... out of his underwear drawer. Yeah, I just harass him basically. Uh, well, I think when this happened, this guy had already moved out, and so. Uh, this guy had left to go to another school, and so he didn't kill himself from all the harassment. <laughs> yeah, well, that's I I, wanted, I had nothing to do with the harassment. I don't okay. even know who this guy was. Okay, I think he had a twin brother. But anyways, uh, it was when Brad. He left school. That dorm room was uh, was vacant, and I think the guys breaking in there uh, to mess with this guy just slowly morphed into just going in and creating acts of criminal mischief, just smashing things and, you know, trash in the room, just stupid, just making no sense kind of stuff. But he was, he was moved out, but his stuff was still in the room. No, I don't think his, just the furniture was still in the room that belongs to the school. I don't think he, he was gone. I believe okay. at this point, you uh, hope. which is where the story people 
deviate on the storytelling. I did not do this to a person's room that lived in there. Okay. Well, we're all sitting around one Sunday morning, and that's important <laughs> to note because everyone was at church except for me and like two other guys. <laughs> and uh, and Cause because at this school, church is where you go to meet women. It's where you go to do everything, right. and uh, I, <laughs> I kind of rebelled slightly against that, but uh, for for a bit. But um, these two guys that I was talking to, and I don't even remember who they were, to be honest with you, they were the ones that instigated all this going breaking in this guy's room and trashing his stuff. So they lived directly across the hall. Probably well, another good indication these guys weren't at church because they yeah. were the uh, yeah. Well, and I just happened to be waking up out of my stupor and like stumbling around trying to find someone, you know, who was around well i uh i was talking to these guys and they're like yeah we're going to the trash this room and i was like yeah that's pretty stupid whatever and we're all just dumb 19 year olds and somebody's like yeah it'd be pretty funny if somebody went in there and took a crap and it was just silence that idea like just hung on the air and i was like the light bulb of bad decisions appears over my head it's like you know what I think I just might go do that. Oh yeah, bro! High five. You're uh, your angel. Uh, you're the devil on your shoulder. Like uh, pops no, 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 up. No, no. And it's he... not a devil and an angel. It's two devils. Well, well, I was gonna. Well, I was gonna. You ought to go do that. And I look over for guidance for the other one, and the and the other devil's like, "Yeah, man, you totally ought to go do that." <laughs> no, your your angel. Like you look over at your angel, and he's not there because he's at church. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I don't even know how we got in, but I go into. Uh, the closet of this empty dorm room and the room is smashed. Everything's destroyed. Uh, and I, uh, I poop in the closet. Did you like use the, the closet door frame to like, yes, help I, you? you have to, uh, you know, not everyone does the squatty potty in 1999. So I'm like grabbing onto the door frame <laughs> with either hand and squatting down that way. And I just, you know, take a big old did, dump in the closet. Did you also urinate on the rug? Well, I mean, I'm, some of it's got to come out, right? I've never been able to do number two without doing a number one. So you, so you didn't only take a dump in the closet. You also took a leak. <laughs> Mark, I think the dump is probably the far bigger transgression than, than the pee. I mean, let's be honest. Okay, okay. And uh, I'm trying to wrap this up, but there's really no way to tell this story very quickly. Yeah. And uh, after I was done, everyone high fives abounded from these dumb college douchebags and, you know, uh, a good time was had by all ha ha ha, you know. Screw the man. We don't need to fight. We don't need your education. <laughs> well, I guess, and and it's important to note that we were the only three that knew direct evidence of this. However, because everyone was gone, everyone was at church. Well, word starts <laughs> to spread like wildfire, really quickly. Well, we had a, and I'm sure every college is this way. We had like a, word starts to spread like a paper bag filled with poop on fire <laughs> yeah kind of like the like the bag of poop that's on fire and when you step on it the poop spreads on the bottom of your shoe and all over your rug it's like that well i'm sure every college is like this everyone has a phone in the dorm room set up to the system and then all of a sudden you'd get like you could send like a dorm wide tech uh uh voicemail to everyone attention everyone in this dorm uh we have a pizza party friday night so whatever well everyone gets a text message that night at like probably or a text message a voicemail yeah, yeah. At like probably 7 seven thirty, and it's the director of the it's the dorm director he was a huge rick with a p uh <laughs> and uh he had this ridiculous beard oh he was just an idiot just a typical pick, college administrative pick, idiot well pick uh he uh, attention everyone 
What's this dorm director or whatever his name is? Smith. Pick. Someone has gone into room 220 and caused extensive damage up to and including human waste <laughs> violations. I am offering immunity for whoever will uh, tell me who has done this, who's perpetrated these acts. And it's, there's someone else that's sweet in the pot, probably like a, a, and a $10 gift card to Chili's. <laughs> Well, and I was like, you know, I'm good because the guys who know about this are just as culpable as me. It's like three guys robbing a bank. You don't really that worried probably because if I tell you, yeah, I robbed a bank with these two guys. Well, congratulations. You're going to go to prison too. Right. So I was like, you know, we're going to go. This guys are going to say anything because they've done far more damage to that room. <laughs> oh, no. It was about 10 minutes before my phone rang after we got that voice message. <laughs> and I was sweating a little bit when that went through the whole system. But you didn't have to sweat for very long. <laughs> but I was like, oh, man, what's going to happen? Oh, nothing's going to happen. Don't worry about it. Oh, it wasn't even 10 minutes. <laughs> uh, and he's really harumphing. I'm really laying it on thick with this guy. Let's just do director Smith. I need you down in my office. <laughs> so I go down there and I am playing it cool. You know, really like the guy in, like, uh, the bank robbery movies when he's being interrogated by the police. And the police can't crack him and just cool as a cucumber. You're, you're smoking. Because I know no evidence. Yeah. They have no video. And they have. And I was like, there's no way these guys who are – these two other guys that are more culpable than I am, there's no way that it's their worth. There's no possible way. There's no way. So if I just play it cool, I'm done. So I get in the guy's office, and he's like, is it true that you – uh, responsible for some of the damage in room 221. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know what you're talking about, dorm director D-bag. <laughs> As you light a cigarette. I don't know what you're yeah, I, I unpa- uh, get a pack of cigarettes that was from rolled up in my sleeve, <laughs> my Fonzarelli shirt. And I'm just sitting there with my legs crossed and just, yeah, I don't know, man. You ain't got nothing on me. <laughs> so if you ain't got nothing on me, I'm out of here, bro. <laughs> well, in the middle of all this, I start realizing, I was like, you know what? I did this to be funny. And it's not really funny unless people know you did it. I'm like the serial killer who goes in for the interview and like for the police and you have to just, you know, he struts just enough because he's proud of what he's done. And he'll never be famous in the history books if like people don't know who he did. So eventually that's how the serial killer gets caught is because he needs to strut. Well, I'm like, you know what? It's not funny unless I get caught, you know. What's the worst thing that can happen? Me. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? And I, th- before that, I, I do believe I released the line. Listen, uh, what kind of evidence you got? Uh, oh boy. Did you, did you, did you take that turd to the crime lab? Oh jeez. DNA test it. <laughs> He's like, yes, we Something did. Something along those lines. But finally, I'm like, you know what? Forget it. Who cares? It's like, you know what? I did it. You got me. You got me. You got me brown handed. <laughs> <laughs> I think I said that directly oh, to you. Oh, gosh. <laughs> the funniest part of the story is, though, the punishment that got meted out. Yes. We didn't go to, you know, the University of Texas with 50,000 students, and they'd be like, cut, idiot. Go on to class. Yeah, don't do that again, moron. Yeah. We went to a small conservative Christian university. We're like, <laughs> shenanigans like this are not <laughs> tolerated. <laughs> well, uh, the dorm director says, like, <laughs> Well, we're going to have to come up with some kind of uh, 
some kind of punishment. <laughs> so I don't know what my punishment is for a couple of days. Well, I'm like walking around the next day on campus and people I don't even know are like high-fiving me like, dude, that's hilarious, man. It's like Otto from The Simpsons that we go to school with. I'm like, uh, they're high-fiving me. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, this is why I've done this. People I don't know are laughing. This is my dream. I would love for people for me to produce a product that people are laughing at all the time. This is totally worth it. Well, I go into his office the next day or the day after or whatever for the punishment. My punishment is this. Uh, spring break is coming up in a couple of weeks. Uh, my punishment in, is I have to clean the bathrooms uh, on all our, our floor, which I think – I want to say there's like three or four on the entire floor. I have to clean the bathrooms during spring break or, – or for two weeks uh, by myself. Uh, oh, the janitor's not even – I didn't know mind. that. Oh, yeah. The punishment's the best part of all this. Oh. So I have to clean the bathrooms by – which really wasn't that terrible because uh, being a D-bag, I did tell people like, hey, uh, if you're going to the bathroom or showering uh, – we're going to have problems, man. I'm going to give you a knuckle sandwich. <laughs> yeah. uh, so people really kind of took it easy on me in there. Um, and I really didn't clean it. I would have well. taken a dump on the floor of the bathroom every day. <laughs> Hang on. That's not the end of the punishment, though. Uh, then I also had to give the janitor who cleaned up the turd a $25 gift card to Chili's. Uh, oh, wow. Which, in retrospect, at that time, I was like, man, how am I going to come up with $25? In retrospect, <laughs> I should have had to give him like a hundred dollar gift card to Chili's. He cleaned up a human turd out of a closet, seriously, which is not anywhere related to what he should be doing. And I felt really, really bad for that guy, really, really bad. And I apologized like profusely yeah. for a long time. And he and I ended up, you know, being pretty cool after that. Uh, in addition to that, this is where the the, the specific school uh, comes into play. I was assigned. To go to psychological counseling, right? This is what I remember. Counseling center every week uh, for the rest of the school year, which uh, was like like eight or nine weeks long, I think. Well, uh, that was the worst part of all of this because everyone's taking it way too seriously. It's a classic overreaction of yeah. the school. Well, I go to the first day of psychological counseling, and uh, it's the first week after spring break. And I go into the guy's office, and it's a guy in a full body cast from neck to toes. What? And I was like, what? And he was like, I was involved in a very serious skiing accident on spring break, oh but I'm God. back to provide you guidance. <laughs> uh, and I was like, are you kidding me? Uh, it's so <laughs> oh my God. Uh, the, the, I was like, he was like, make yourself comfortable, Mr. Brentley. And I was like, well. You can't. <laughs> this is the only time I'm going to be able to get away with the joke for the next nine weeks, so I'm just going to have to do it. So I squat down close to the ground, and I was like, do you have a newspaper? It helps me get things going a little bit, maybe a cup of coffee. <laughs> no laughs at all, of course, from Body Cast Jones over here. <laughs> and he says, uh, I believe doing things for a laugh is what you got you into this mess in the first place. And I was like, oh, man. They've given me the least funny person on planet Earth like, ever. Will you take a knife and please scratch inside my cast behind my knee? Please straighten out a coat hanger and scratch my bottom. <laughs> but uh, that was uh, in retrospect. Oh, and also he made me call 
uh, and you'll know the value of this. He made me call my parents, which, by the way, college freshman, come on now. Yeah. But I got away. I lied and said that I don't know who my dad is. Oh, my God. called my mom. Hold on. Well, hold on. Let me, let me say this from my perspective. That summer, maybe, there would be times when we'd be over at your house swimming, and the phone would ring, and you would, like, go racing into the house to yes, answer yes, it so your yes. parents wouldn't answer thinking it might be this psychiatrist guy calling. Oh, this is Dr. Such and Such calling for Rick. Who is this? Uh, this is Rick's psychiatrist. Uh, oh, did Rick find well, out who his dad is? Deciding, like, uh, never mind. We're going to pull the plug and expel him, or we're going to call his parents. Yeah. I don't want my dad to find out because my dad is a very big, uh, I don't know if you have to blank the A word, but he's a very big, hard A. Yeah. Uh, and he would not have found this funny. Right. Not even in the least. Not at all. So I call my mom and tell her. I had to call my mom. And she was like, uh, I had to tell her on speaker. She's like, can you take the phone off speaker in the dorm director's office? And I pick up the phone. And, and the, you know my mom. And she said, uh, what? in the hell is going oh, on. Oh, wow. There. And I was like... That's like her dropping an F-bomb. Mom, I'll tell you later. And she just... It's one of those, like, like your wife does with your shenanigans. She just face-palmed and rolled her eyes. Yeah. And she never told my dad. Awesome. To this day, it's been 15 years. My dad has no idea any of this has gone on. Anything. Oh, and he listens period. to the podcast, too. So he's going to find uh, out. Yeah. He can really figure out how to download a podcast <laughs> on, uh, you know, on a computer or a phone. Yeah. So that's my story. Oh. Uh, I have grown and matured very much since then. Uh, I have But at that point in my life, I'm like Mark Rogers. I was right down there in the very the, – the gutter of society just going around pooping in <laughs> weird places and having people try to diagnose my mental problems. I once was running at a high school track and needed to go so bad that I ran over to a dumpster behind the nearby natatorium and went inside the, the dumpster. <laughs> I've never had to crash so bad. Yeah, I was running. Just, yeah, so it's like when you go home. No, 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 no. When you're when you're running, and runners will know those are people that have run like tempo runs before, where you're at like capacity oh, past like twenty minutes. There's this point where like your body's like now, and there's nothing you can do about it. It's insane. I, I pooped on the side of the road so many times while on long runs. <laughs> It, it was like this huge thing. Like at first, it was like a this thing. I like emailed my brothers. I was like, "You'll never believe what happened to me this morning." And then it got to be like where I just it just I almost did it on every run. I was like, "Oh, I can just take a poop." So God. that's my life. Okay, I've never gotten to that point. Yeah. Well, hey, I've we never are pooped in an inopportune place since then. So I guess I learned my lesson. Yeah. Yeah. See, I never got caught, and I never had to go to psychiatry. So <laughs> that's a crime in Texas, by the way, defecation in public. If I ever even in a dumpster to arrest someone for that, I'm just dropping the mic. I'm leaving. That's that's it. <laughs> I'm done. I've made my my work my, here is done. My, my greatest arrest of all time: <laughs> defecation in public. Awesome. All right. Well, uh, let's let's end this. That was excellent. And uh, we'll uh, please don't judge me, audience. Please don't judge me. I don't I don't do anything like that. It's too late. Thank you, guest. For being Dr. X. <laughs> Thank you, Dr. X, for being on the show. We're just going to call. Actually, if it was who I think it's going to be, he remained nameless. So we will call him Dr. Titsworth. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Thank awesome. you for our stand-in, Dr. Titsworth. Yes. All right. Well, uh, if you have a Humans Being Human story that you would like to have on the show, uh, if you would like to be on the show and tell the story, please email us, uh, simplyhumanlifestyle at gmail or simplyhumanrick at gmail. Uh, we'd love to or hear if from you. Or if you're a good enough writer, you don't want to be on the show. If you write a very uh, detailed uh 
uh, account of the story, mm-hmm. I will read it in a dramatic voice. There you go. How about that? There you go. Uh, that that would work. It is now time for the Simply Human Tip of the Week, something you can start doing right now to be a more healthy human. And this is sort of tying back in to what we talked about in the intro. It That is, you know, it is, you know, cold and flu season is, is coming closer. Uh, you know, be sort of... Uh, I guess, proactive about your health and nutrition, especially when you're sick, and have stuff in your house that is healthy all the time so that when you are sick, you don't have to go out. It's like, well, the only thing I had was 7-Up. It's like the list, like the order of, of uh, you know, things to eat when you're sick. It's like super healthy soup stock. And then the number two thing is you don't have that. The next best thing is 7-Up. And then the next best thing is Cheerios, you know, like Fruit Loops or something. So crackers, yeah, yeah. So like, have something in your house all the time, even when you're well. That's like a go-to, like those noon tablets, N U U N. And I'll put that in the show notes, uh, just because uh, that it's just such a good thing to have. It's so much better than uh, the alternative as far as like a drink, and even like the Pedialyte. Uh, even that has a lot of added sugar in it. Uh, we used to do that until I, I just figured I out, no yeah, until I figured out that the noon tablets and I had them cause I used them in my, they were in my racing stuff and I was trying to think like, what's a better way to get electrolytes in these girls. And I'm like, Durr, uh, I've got them in my race bag. And so now I just, I buy those. You can get them on Amazon anywhere and uh, they have like lemon lime flavor and different flavors. Uh, but cool. just ha- stock up on that stuff. Uh, have some rice, you know, just in your pantry that's not cooked that you can just sort of have. I know uh, I was talking to somebody who was who was sick here recently, and and you know I, they asked me what I had when I was sick, and I was like, well, I had you know bone broth and white rice with cooked in butter, and and you know some stuff like in these noon tablets, and they're like, well, I didn't have any of that stuff, so I had Seven Up and Cracker. It's just like, okay, that's not. The you know that's not like your only option, but it's a lot harder to have to like go out and buy that stuff or get all that stuff if you're sick and you really don't want to like stand up on your feet for very long. So um, when you're sick, your body needs good stuff, you know. So don't you know add to your body's stress by you know giving it stuff that's going to make it more inflamed, even though it like oh you know it tastes good. So that's the tip of the week. You have anything to add to that, Rick? Well, I mean, I think just having your pantry stocked. Not just for when you're feeling bad, but like also sometimes for like you're feeling tired or you're feeling lazy. Like I go, we have a Walmart that's like less than a mile from our house, and I handle all the meal preparation on days I don't work. Uh, but there's sometimes I just don't want to cook, and sometimes I don't want to go to the store, and I'm like, I just open the pantry and stare at it. And if your pantry is full of garbage foods, then you're going to end up eating garbage foods, or you're going to end up doing like we did Sunday. Here's confession time: getting pizza because you're like, oh, I don't want to cook. <gasps> no. You have no healthy and valid foods in your in your house, so I think that's just good advice for all the time, but especially for the times where you don't feel, uh, you know, particularly strong-willed. Whether it's you know you, you're tired, you're worn out from a long week of work or other stuff, or for, for when you don't feel well. So you know, I think that's uh, that's something we can all probably probably think about all the time. Cool. Um, yeah, I uh, you know <clears throat> you had pizza you know recently, and I ate. You know, normally when I go to a Mexican food place, that's kind of a go-to out-to-eat yeah. place because you can just get like I'll get fajitas with no tortillas and just dump the guacamole and sour cream and pico and salsa and everything on the on the meat and the grilled veggies. And I just I usually just like I'll ask for a big bowl of salsa and just eat it with a spoon like like gazpacho. You know, it's like and they soup. look at you real weird. Oh yeah, yeah, you were there at Uncle Julio's when I did that. Um, and he did bring me a humongous bowl of salsa. It's like a salad bowl for free, salsa. free soup. And uh, but this time I just I don't know I was just like you know what I'm gonna I have some chips uh, 
And I ate, you know, like a basket of chips, not a huge basket. And I was like bloated and just gassy for like 24 yeah, straight hours. Like yeah. So that's just like, yeah, that's, I'm, I'm going to go back to just eating the, the soup. So, um, all right. Well, I guess that's going to do it for this edition of the Simply Human Podcast. Uh, coming up next time, we have a very special guest uh, who reached out to us. He's been on the show. This will be his third. No. Yeah, this will be his no his fourth because the first interview right this will be his fourth appearance I guess that's kind of giving it away Vinny Tortorich uh, has reached out and uh, wants to come back on the show so get your bleeping button right yeah I'm gonna have to do some production work hey forget about it Uh, we're, so Vinny Tortorich is coming up. Uh, Jonathan Baylor uh, is uh, is going to be back on the show in, in the coming uh, months. We're also going to uh, our coming weeks. We're going to uh, sort of continue on the Everyman series. Uh, with I know I've got a couple of friends that have uh, agreed to come on the show and sort of talk about you know the sort of a real world approach uh, that we did uh, several months ago. So lots coming up. Uh, episode uh, well yeah so fifty one fifty two uh, lots to to you know, look forward to on the Simply Human Podcast. You can find us online at simplyhumanlifestyle.com. Go to the Facebook page, YouTube channel. All that stuff is there. Uh, I need, I accidentally uploaded a, a video to an, another YouTube account of my son eating eggs, just like devouring eggs. And uh, so I'll link to those, uh, that video in the show notes. Uh, and then I deleted the video off my phone before I realized that I did that. But uh, a lot of cool stuff on the YouTube channel right now. Simply Human Kids page, uh, Simply Human Moms page, all, all that stuff is just at simplyhumanlifestyle.com. Um, so uh, that's going to do it for this edition, episode 50, a landmark edition of the Simply Human Podcast. And remember, when I do make my coffee in the morning, I grind the hands or the <laughs> I, make, I, make, I make coffee out of human hands. <laughs> Very nutritious. <laughs> so until next time, enjoy yourself. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.